Hey guys, it's Crystal and Alita. And on today's episode, we are going to discuss a local author and her book and works of poetry. Hmm. I think I've told you about her before, Alita. You I'm, have, and okay. I'm super excited about this one. Okay, so I asked her how to pronounce her last name because it's spelled a little bit differently and of course our track, you know our track record with <laughs> pronouncing names. Uh, so it's pronounced Thibaut, so it's Jessica Thibaut, and she is a local author. She, I believe she lives in Citrus County, and she is my colleague at my work. Mm -hmm. So I found out about her work a few years ago, and I have been meaning ever since to read it, and I thought about when we started this podcast, what a great opportunity, and of course, go ahead and, and light the fire to go ahead and read her, her yeah. work. and also to highlight a local author. Yes, exactly. She is... She's incredibly talented. She's younger than us. I know. And I'm like, she is awesome. <laughs> because to do the things that she has done already, and wow, I'm just so excited for her. And I'm so glad I read her stuff because it's really good. And yeah. I wanted to share it with you and, and all of our listeners. So I'll talk about the book first. Uh, because honestly, and I'm so sorry, I have not been able to get through a lot of the poetry uh, just because of time and everything going on. So I want to talk about the book first. I read this book in two days mm -hmm. and I could not put it down pretty much. Like yeah. it just pulled me in. I'll start, I'll give you some, some background on the book. So this book is about a young teenage girl kind of just lost and she's in therapy and she's working through issues and she's she's finding her way to a different perspective of thinking and she does this with the help of a charismatic young guy who comes into her life kind of at just the right time mm -hmm. and I don't really want to go in too far to the story uh, because I definitely want everybody to check it out and I don't yeah. want to give too much away but one thing about the introduction to the character right off the bat, the character of Carson, which is the main character in the story, the young girl, she has promiscuous sex with pretty much any guy that she comes into yeah. contact with. And I thought, that is not something that we see every day. Like, that's not something that we read about in our kind of general run-of-the-mill but ironically, it is something that happens. Exactly. And, and I think that it's important to, to view women as sexual creatures. Yes. And while she had an unhealthy, you know, the, the character has an unhealthy relationship, of course. But I think, wow, that's something that I have not seen before in an introduction to a character. It's kind of refreshing because yeah. it is more real. Definitely. You know. We're, we're introduced to her character. She has a very tumultuous relationship with her mother. And I think, hmm, hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> And then she meets this guy and things kind of fall into place. And I do want to say that at the beginning, I was kind of worried when I started to read the story. I'm like, okay, I don't want this to be like a guy comes, comes into her life and everything just gets better. Yeah. But I think Jessica does a really great job of showing you that that's not the case, that meeting a person can unlock potential 
and meeting a person can show you things about yourself that you never knew before. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great tie-in. It's not a, it's not like a girl that needs saving. It's kind of like a guy comes in and help, and shows her how she can save herself. Okay, pretty yeah. much. And I think that's that's really special. So I asked her some questions about the book. I'll just kind of go through them as we go along. So she did say that Forever Mark was written at a time when she was going through a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, and she was reading a lot, but she said all of the female characters seem too perfect. And I'm thinking, yes, exactly. exactly. They are. (laughs) There are so many that it's just like, no, I don't want to read don't about. Buy it. Yeah, I don't buy this, and I don't want to read about someone who's who's super perfect all the time. Now, now I do get into like, well, I don't want to read something super depressing all the time oh, either. Yeah. But yeah, so I thought that was really cool. And she said that, and she said not that there was anything wrong with the characters, but she felt like she couldn't relate to them because she didn't feel like she was enough, but she wanted to be. So she created a character that she could relate to. I love that. Yeah, and so the main character, the boy in the story, Kellen, she said he is based on the type of guy she had wished she was with. He was he was everything that she wasn't getting from her relationships, kind of her dream guy. She also based the boy's mom on her mom. Aww. And she said her mom is her superhero. And I thought, that's so oh, sweet. That's so sweet because his his mom is a very caring and understanding character in the story. I have to say her book reminds me and it's they're not they're not similar. I read this book a long time ago. I think it was called Dream Boy. <laughs> and it just sounds so <laughs> cliché. <laughs> and it's not the same at all, but this and I don't know where I got this book. I think I got it, like, at a thrift store. Yeah. And it was just something that has stuck with me for a... Ri- like, it was just my first introduction to messy relationships, I guess. Yeah. And so I just drew kind of similarities between that book and her book just with the the character coming into the, the life of the protagonist just at this difficult moment in time and then showing the messiness of their relationship and that book that I read a long time ago and I don't even remember who wrote it because it was just again I don't know where I found it but the boy in the story had a lot of issues and the girl was kind of like helping him or or, or kind, kind of, of it. seeing well she kind of was introduced to it and it was like wow okay it was just a good first experience of not all relationships are going to be clean. And I guess what I had been reading at the time, I was young, you know, it was all these romance novels where it was like, everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. And they all live happily ever after. And it's not, it's not like that. Things are messy. So going back to her story, she intertwines her poetry into the book. Oh, okay. So at the beginning of every chapter, there's a poem that kind of coincides with what is happening at that point in time in the story. And the poems are beautiful. So I want to read one of the poems <clears throat> that that's in the book. And it's called Ghosts of a Thousand Yesterdays. There are people we leave behind, places we visit and never return to. Things we say or do that we try to forget. We try to pack all this up, the people, the places, the things... We try to stuff it all in a box, tape it shut, and toss it into the basement. Because the past is the past. Yesterday was yesterday, and we don't want yesterday meeting today. Sometimes someone else finds that box, though, and they rip off the tape, and they release what's inside. 
the people, the places, the things, ghosts of a thousand yesterdays, and that's when you see your past coming to haunt you. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. Yeah, it's intense. I love it. She also has some pretty, I just, I'm like, wow, this really speaks to me. There's a part in the book where the character Kellen is trying to explain how we're not trapped in our identity at any point in time. Like, we can always change. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, wow, that's really powerful. And I'll just read you this excerpt. It says, life's about figuring all that out. We're too young to put ourselves in a box and say, this is how I'm going to be forever. Because it's not. We're going to experience things and we're going to change. And what we believe is going to change too. I love that. And then she has a, well, she is, it's not a quote about life, but it says, life was simultaneously too short and too long. There wasn't enough time to hold back from doing the things you wanted to do, but there was also too much time to spend at war with yourself over not taking the chances you wanted to take. Yeah. I'm dying to read this this book. Yes. Yes. Another thing about this book is that... (laughs) You and I talk about this all the time. This book ripped my heart out. Here, read it. Exactly. (laughs) I cried like 20 times reading this book. Read it. I loved it. (laughs) Yes, this is that book too. Yeah, you will cry. (laughs) Just FYI, as a warning. I asked her how long did it take her to write the book, kind of what was her process to write the book, and she said writing the book took her about a year. She did it when she was working full-time and pursuing her bachelor's degree full-time, and I'm thinking like, Wow. You're amazing. Sometimes, she says sometimes she thinks about it and she doesn't know how she did it. She did get an agent for the book back in 2016. She spent a year doing edits on the book, but unfortunately, um, things fell apart. The agent uh, got out of business, so it was like several years later that she decided to self-publish it. So I'm thinking, okay, 2016, she's just super talented. I know, I'm like, (laughs) Like, it's only 2020. I know. Holy cow. Yeah. And then I asked her about publishing her poetry, and she said deciding to publish her poetry wasn't planned. She went through a bad situation romantically, and she's always been able to write as her emotional outlet. So she wrote hundreds of poems, and then she asked her friend to read them. And uh, her friend suggested that a lot of people would relate to her feelings and that her poems could help people. And so she published her first book of poetry called Doll Eyes. And so after that, you know, her poetry became not only a way for her to heal, but also for other people to heal as well. I'll read, because I didn't, I wasn't able to get through, like I said, a lot, but I'll read a couple of poems from her book, Unsweetened. Mm-hmm. The first one is called Drunk. It says a fifth of these poems were written in one night. So what do you say? Do you want to get drunk on feelings too? <laughs> And then another one, this is still from Unsweetened, Crimson Colored Glasses. He said he was falling too fast, and I knew I was falling too hard, but we didn't slow, we didn't soften. This is what it's like to hold a love that burns like a flame, glows like a light. I didn't see the fire catch on my dress. I didn't know it would slowly burn me alive. Oh my gosh. And then this last one is called Haunting Hope. Mm -hmm. Haunting Hope. That sliver of hope will haunt you, though. Whisper in your ear to hold tight. Hold on to the idea that there's something worth holding on for. So that's a little taste of... I have chills. Unsweetened. So I'm definitely going to have to read her stuff. That's amazing. Yes. 
going back to the book, it's called Forever Mark, but you'll notice that the the girl in the story is Carson, the boy in the story is Kellen. So I'm reading through this book like, who's who's Mark? <laughs> You're like, but wait, but wait, who's Mark? Well, Mark isn't a person, but you do get the the title of the book is intertwined into the story and it's just it's it's super special and i'm not going to talk about that specific part because i'd love for people to find that out on their own so through the story there's also a piece about addiction mm -hmm. so we've learned that carson you know she has she has sex with strangers she doesn't do drugs she doesn't drink but she has these negative habits yeah. it also covers her you know self-harm cutting and so when we're introduced to kellen kellen had a drug problem another good thing about this book is that it takes away the stigma that drug users are a certain kind of people or yeah. people who have these self-harming tendencies are a certain group or you know just like a certain type of person like this can affect anybody absolutely yeah. any any group of people you right. know yeah. yeah so I like that about the book that it shows these people as real but I'm not trying to say like okay you grow up in a bad neighborhood and you tend to well okay yeah. so that's what that's something that I wanted to bring up when you said that you know my first it's off the topic but you know I was really shocked I guess again sheltered life mm -hmm. um you know you do you always have this kind of like Stereotypical. Idea. Yeah, you yeah. have this idea in your head of what a, a drug user, like, what their history was. Or right, what, exactly. where they came from. Right. Or that kind of thing. And it's so not true. Yeah. Because, you know, we've met people mm -hmm. who came from extremely wealthy backgrounds uh -huh. who had major, who got, major yeah, drug issues. Yeah. And the same is with self-harm. It's like, right. I think we would really be surprised knowing you know it just goes to show you never know absolutely that's person. what i'm trying to say right yeah. and and again it it takes away the stereotype mm -hmm. and i think that's super important yeah so there's a part in the book and i'll just read a couple of lines it says maybe if it was worded that he has an addiction instead of that he's an addict that might help my mom had said it would put the problem on the illness instead of on him as a person. I really like that. Yeah, that really flows I into really what we're talking like about. That. Yeah, because yeah. it is. It's just, this is a hard topic to discuss because it is, it's not like taboo, but it is, it's a hard discussion to have. Yeah. So I think that's a great line because it is a problem. It's not you as a person. It's a problem that you have, but it shouldn't define you as... As a person. As a person. Just like when they talk about someone with mental illness, it's like... Don't call them XYZ. They have XYZ, you know? Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. And like I said, these are hard topics to cover, but I think she covers them so beautifully and so artfully that... With grace. Like, yeah. I really like that. Yes. Definitely check out this book, guys. Uh, she did say that she thought about writing a sequel for Forever Mark, and I would totally pick that up as soon as she released it. <laughs> and uh, she said that she wasn't sure how anyone would feel about Forever Mark. And she said that when she was younger, she actually wrote two other novels that she has. And I'm thinking, like, please release those two. <laughs> Publish those two because I would love to read them. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's been thinking a lot about wanting to write a novel again. Oh, that's so exciting. I know. I'm so, I'm so just, 
I'm a big cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I have not met her and I have not yet read it, but I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yes. I want to highlight the other books that she has released. So she published Doll Eyes, Unsweetened, Spilled Sugar, Glass Girl, Plastic Heart, and Sweet Tea. Those are all works of poetry. And then her novel is Forever Mark. So for our listeners, check her out. Please read Forever Mark. Let us know how you feel about it. Let her know how you feel about it. Because I, like I said, I just thought it was such a gift. And I would really... definitely look forward to reading anything else that she releases. If you're if you look on Amazon, her name is spelled J E S S Y C A T H I B A U L T. 